Welcome to Digineer Presents. This is episode number five with Gus Broman and Joe Colomina, our senior consultants at Digineer, talking to you about Digineer commitment-based management. In today's episode, we talk about complaining for action and what that means to improve your project and moving forward should you get stuck in a rut. Take it away, Gus and Joe. Welcome to Digineer Presents Commitment-Based Management. I'm Gus Broman. And I'm Joe Colomina. Thanks for joining this week. As a review, we're going to go ahead and look at some of the things top covered within commitment-based management. First week, we talked about granting trust. Uh, the second week, be authentic. The third week, we covered provide no opening for grit. Grit being gossip, rumor, innuendo, and triangulation. This week, we're going to talk about complain for action. It's interesting, Joe, about how based on those interaction principles, I always feel like, how does this really work? And it's always almost Pollyanna-ish, like, hey, it's all happy and good stuff. But I actually really like the complaint for action because so many times people just want to complain. So I'm also an adjunct professor. The first night of class, we always hand out the syllabus and then we... Uh, go through all of the effort that's going to take to get through the course. In all of my years of teaching, which is 15, no one has ever walked out of the class going, what a great chance for me to show how much I'm going to learn in this class. It's always complaining. It's always like, oh, there's so much work, there's so much this, there's so much that. And also in Minnesota, here's what people complain about, the weather. Rarely do people, and it's almost like complaining is our default communication. People just appreciate complaining. Have you found that to be true, Joe? Well, you know, fortunately, I think I'm, I'm interacting with people that are a bit more positive than, than students on the first night of a, of a, of a college course. But I see your point, and really, in, in my mind, there are folks that, that will complain but they'll complain with no attempt to course correct yep. or make the situation better for themselves and the world around them. Yes. No, that's that's what we're talking about with complain for action. Right, a hundred percent. But anchoring back to this default of complaining is the default. So think about how many times you're on a project team, you don't hear everyone saying, Oh, senior leadership is so supportive of us. I so appreciate the senior leadership. Usually it's like, if those people knew what we had to do, and there's a lot of complaining, and this is why I love this complaint for action, because while people are complaining, it's like, okay, well, if you have a complaint, what would you do? And and the phrase I use, Joe, is if you have all the keys to the kingdom, what would you do? And it's funny when... People start thinking about, hey, if you can make every decision in the $1 billion organization, what would you do? And they don't quite know what to do. So that's why I like this complaint for action, because it isn't just complain, complain, complain. It's like, let's do something about it, almost demanding. 
So when we think about complaining, what are some of the words that that you think of, or or in this commitment-based management, words that we're not going to tolerate? So we're not going to whine. Whining is a bad thing. <laughs> Because whining, I mean, it is what it is, and, and I'm not going to do a good. I, I can't do a good whine. I just can't. You, your baritone um, voice is way too good to whine appropriately. <laughs> Come right. on, you guys. Yeah, I'll do that. Sniveling. We're not gonna. We're not gonna tolerate any sniveling. That's that's not a good thing. And uh, we're not gonna tolerate bitching. Okay. I mean, just sorry for you know going all out. It's, it's not to be tolerated. So what I like about complaining for action is it's, okay, if, if you have a grounded assessment of a problem, you can complain, but there needs to be action. So what I always say is, oh, if, if this doesn't meet your standards, what's your recommendation? Because I have the same complaint, but what is it that you want to see different in this. And that's what I like about complaining for action. I mean, it, it's part of, uh, you become part of the solution instead of perpetuating the problem. And when you're able to have that sort of persona in the world, uh, you tend to be a fixer. Uh, and you tend to be somebody that uh, looks for the greater good for the project or, or whatever sort of uh, situation you're in, rather than just perpetuating a problem by complaining and, and whining and sniveling and bitching and making it so that it's uh, more difficult for everybody around you because all you're doing is bringing up the ne negative aspect of the situation we're in uh, rather than trying to be a solution to the problem. Right. Actually, if it's okay, maybe this is too personal, but ratcheting back a, a while ago, I remember, Joe, you had a fantastic idea for one of our clients to purchase SQL. And it was like, you thought that that was the thing that needed to be done. And actually it was. And I remember that it wasn't until you put together a super clear, concise PowerPoint deck on what needed to be done. Then all of a sudden the, the chief information officer is like, oh, okay. So that's what we need to do. Well, we don't have that money. But that's why we're not going to do it. And I remember right. that so vividly because for months, and it actually went on for a year, you were viewed as the hero because as time progressed, if they would have gone to SQL instead of MySQL, it would have solved all the problems. And that, that was just a clear example of instead of you just complaining, saying they don't have the right license to do this, you articulated what needed to be done. They even chose not to do it, but you ended up looking brilliant at the end. Do you remember that? I do, Gus, and 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 it would have it would have prevented having to to actually recreate a lot of the the drivers and 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 a lot of the coding that ended up having to happen because we didn't go with uh, something that was a bit more compatible with the uh, SQL Server Integration Services uh, ETL tool that we were using. We ended up having to write drivers for MySQL and, and, and do a lot of the things that would have come naturally had we uh, gone with uh, Microsoft SQL Server. At the time, that was a totally, I mean, that was a very real issue. And it wasn't really fully understood until we started to discover some of the things that at the time we weren't able to do utilizing MySQL. 
So it was something that at the time, I think some people thought I was complaining only because <laughs> I really didn't want my sequel to be the choice, but it was because it led to, and I knew it was going to lead to additional work that would have uh, been avoided had we gone through a uh, Microsoft SQL Server uh, approach. Do you have any other examples in terms of how you've complained for action or seen others complain for action instead of instead of just complaining, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just uh, in my in my personal life, um, I'm talking to my realtor and, and my uh, loan folks and making sure that rather than uh, complaining about the potential of having to um, be in person for closings in, in these trying times where we're trying to all be remote and do things online, I basically said, can we do this remote and, and do things virtually and, and do all the e-signing that we possibly can rather than complaining about the fact that, you know, we'd put be, be putting ourselves at risk by being in the same room. It was taken as, yeah, let's do it this way. And, and so you always have to have, when you're, when you're identifying a problem, be thinking about what the alternatives are, what the solutions could be, how to mitigate the situation rather than just bringing up the the negative and, and the problem, because then you're not seen as shooting for that action that would resolve problem that you're complaining about. Yeah. You know, and the way that I paraphrase complaint for action is provide options. There's so many times that people, all of us know, and even as consultants, we're usually brought in when there's problems. So when consultants complain to me that there's stuff that isn't working. It's like, yeah, no doy. Like that's why we were brought in. So you don't need to come to me to complain about what's going on. What can we do to actually help the situation? And so real, exactly. yeah, just brass tacks. It's like, there's people it's like, okay, so if you had all the keys to the kingdom, if you had the entire checkbook, would you bring more resources on? Would you bring on more developers? Would you, extend the date and it isn't until we start asking those questions and it's all it's actually empowering the people at at the lowest level the people who actually do the w-o-r-k if you provide those people with the authority to make decisions then they'll make the right decisions and know what action that they need to provide for and what options there are right Life is so much more enriched when, when you're approaching problems with a more solution type of uh, framework. And it's really rewarding when your management listens and appreciates when you complain for action because it gives them options. They don't have to think about the solution. It really lays things out in such a way that they can assess which path to take. This reminds me of one of my clients, how uh, it was an executive, and he said, our organization moves so slow. And basically, it's because the people who know the most about the situation, the most about the projects, the most about the problems, don't make the decisions. He says, everyone is paralyzed because they don't want to make the wrong decision. And he said, they're... I don't know if they think they're going to get fired or what, 
but our culture isn't to fire these people. He said, here's what I would like to do. I would love to be able to fire people who don't make decisions. He says, everyone is waiting around for me to make a decision and I don't have the information. And so I was able to bring that back to the project team and said, hey, if we're complaining, I have an executive who has our ear and we can provide the options and make the decisions. And it also gave the, the project team the license to actually either A, make decisions, or B, if they felt uncomfortable making the decision, to bubble it up to the executive who then would say, do you want option A, option B, option C? And then we had an engaging conversation. So, but that, that stuck with me. That's been years and years, but I still anchor back to that as a way to really empower those people who do the actual work. Absolutely. I think that's a great point. Okay. So Josie, let's say there's someone who's complaining for action and they have 19 great ideas and they're like, I want this to be changed. And then they give the background information. I want this to be changed. And then they give the background information. So I think of the Department of Motor Vehicles in the state of Minnesota. I can complain for action all I want. I've mailed in my tab, my, my uh, tab renewals. I never got them. So then I walked into the office and they said, okay, that'll be $9. I was like, no, I already mailed in $145. They're like, no, you're getting another set of tabs. And I'm like, yeah, but I already... And then I, then I could also complain about how long the line was. I could complain about the cost. Like, I think there's some times where a person can actually overdo complaining for action. I feel like sometimes they just concentrate on the one thing and have a victory and see how that lands before you start trying to instantiate 17 different projects for the Minnesota Department of Motor Vehicles. Your thoughts? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, and, and let's think about context, right? Let's say that you're complaining for action to a project uh, manager that you report to at a client. Um, there's going to become a point of saturation with them. They're going to be looking at you thinking, wow, this, this person's got a lot of great ideas, uh, but wow, they're in here every other hour to complain for action. Again, I think it's a question of saturation and, and maybe a better approach would be to uh, trickle it in a little bit s slower, uh, you know, less frequently to where it can be absorbed, it can be potentially acted on, uh, and then wait uh, to uh, complain for action again the next time, right? Now, the the example you used, if you could complain for action to the uh, Department of Motor Vehicles, I'm sure that we could probably do it all day. Right. Um, the problem is, again, there's going to be saturation. Whoever's taking your comments and, and, and trying to read your solutions are probably going to think that this person is just a complainer, right. even though they have all the solutions in their mind, right? Um, again, I, I think that there's probably a border that you cross where you've, you've, you've gone too frequently and you've tried to correct too much. Right. And uh, you have to give, give it time to, to let the, the things that you've 
uh, recommended start to get implemented uh, in order to not uh, oversaturate uh, the uh, complain for action well, type of activity. Well, right? Josie, I, I also think that if you're going to complain for action, you better be Action Jackson yourself, right? You better be stepping up and saying, hey, I'd like to do this. So this goes back to, um, I'm an adjunct professor at Bethel University. It really bothered me that the school that I taught at, the school that I graduated, didn't have a project management certificate. And so I kept bringing it up at, at uh, faculty meetings, and everyone's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, instead of formally complaining for action, I went into action myself. I literally just found my program director and I said, what does it take to get a new course at Bethel University? She gave me all the forms and I just went and I wrote a course for project management at Bethel University, you know? And so that is kind of an example of, I could have complained for action to this stupid, silly curriculum committee till the, you know, the cows came home. But it wasn't until I actually put something on paper and then said, hey, this is the action that I want taken. So there's a lot of times that you actually, from a change management perspective, need to paint the vision of what the future would look like before people start understanding you and, and hear it. Because the other way to do it would be all these other universities have full-blown BA programs in project management. We don't even have a class. That's complaining. Complaining for action is actually being action. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a form of leading by example, which is not an interaction principle, but it's a good thing. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it, and it, gets, it gets your complaint heard because a lot of times people... Who you're complaining to don't have the full knowledge and the full picture of what's upsetting you. And it isn't until right. you can paint that picture that you can. I do have Absolutely. to I do have to say that the day that that I've never met a faculty member I don't love. I've never met a faculty committee that I even like. So the day that I uh, got that course approved, I went to the Bethel University bookstore, I bought an eighty five dollar sweatshirt. That was my way of celebrating. <laughs> Nicely done. Thank you. Josie, thanks again. This is always awesome. And you know what? If you ever bother me, I'm just going to complain for action to you, and it'll be easier to get right through it and hear my complaint and get things done. I always appreciate these times where we can talk through commitment-based management and the interaction principles. I'm Gus Broman, and thanks for listening. And I'm Joe Colomina, and please make sure to follow Digineer on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you for joining us this week, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to Digineer Presents, brought to you by Digineer. Please be sure to follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram, and look for Digineer and all those social media platforms. 
We look forward to hearing from you.